Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 174 of On the Flank. I'm one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. And Joe, one week in to the Countdown Cup. Junker Queen is dead, but not fully dead. Um, and the meta has been shook to its core so much that the San Francisco Shock are a bad team after we just came <laughs> out last week and said that, that they were the one meta-proof team and they would never be at the bottom of the standings. Here they are at the bottom of the Countdown Cup standings, Joe. Insane. What do you think? Let's let's lead off with the Shock because I think that's the... There are lots of insane, um, cool changes in this meta to to sort of how the teams are, even in the East and the West. But let's talk about the Shock because I think that's the most... That's the biggest change because this was a team that has yet to be affected by the meta in this way. Uh, the worst meta they had was the first one in which they still went 6-0 and in the regular season uh, portion of that. So why? Why are they 2-0? They lost to, to the Justice in five maps, uh, and then they lost to Houston 3-1, to a team that had previously just lost to Boston. So what's going on with the Shock, Joe? Why do you think they're having trouble adapting to this meta? And does it even matter to them? Let's be honest. Like, they're not playing for much, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, that is that is a good point to bring up there at the you know end of that conversation. Um, is, yeah, they are they are not playing for much. I, they're, uh, I haven't looked at the, the standings yet tonight, but, um, you know, they're obviously locked into playoffs completely. Uh, one of those top, uh, I believe, four seeds in uh, North America. Uh, guaranteed already um, uh, and so you know beyond that there's not um, uh, a lot of a advantage here and there to be uh, you know the number one seed versus the number three seed for example um, uh, when it comes to those kind of um, uh, positions there is, and I'm sure we haven't seen there, the bracket there is how a, that goes but yeah there is a bit of an advantage because it's similar to Hawaii and if you're a top four seed you get a bye um so, but they, I, I guarantee they're like so close to clinching that right now. Um, the only like the top five teams standing wise are, are them fuel, then dynasty, then gladiators, then dragons. And they're three points ahead of the dragons. Like, I think it would be a monumental collapse for them to get out of this top four for sure. Yeah. Um, cause the, and particularly, I guess since they're not, um, uh, I was gonna say we we assume the shock are not gonna uh, participate in the the play-in because they've already achieved playoffs and so but in fact and they're probably not even awarding league points for the play-ins are they? No, they uh, won't. It's yeah, yeah it's play-ins just strictly whoever makes it makes it. Yeah, so literally they, they would have yeah. to lose. They would have to go like zero and five or zero and six in this last month for that to even be a factor. Um, uh, so, so yeah, it's the shock are doing pretty well there. Um, you know. Is you know the age old question from I forget if it was last season or the season before you know are they are they sandbagging the the you know end of the season <laughs> are they you know literally blowing it off um, or are they just uh, you know taking a little bit of advantage of the, of the position they're in to um, uh, take things a little a little more slowly a little more um, uh, you know wait and see and uh, experiment on things. Um, uh, yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, these these are both good games. Uh, my my master rewatch for everybody uh, definitely is this uh, Washington Shock game. Um, 
I uh, alluded to it even even uh, <laughs> when we were doing our predictions um, last week. Obviously, we didn't know any better, but uh, you know, I mentioned this Washington Justice San Francisco Shock match when we saw it last in the regular season was also a, a really close five map game. Um, um, I, and then you know Houston just doing Houston things, but um, uh, but, but yeah, it's I, I definitely want to see uh, San Francisco pick this up in in the coming weeks. Absolutely, they've got uh, games against Toronto and Atlanta uh, here in week two, and both of those you know are not um, uh, you, you know you don't want, you don't want to sleep on either of those teams, um, particularly based on their recent performance. Um, uh, so we, we definitely want to see uh, some of these teams pick up for sure, but um, but yeah, it's definitely definitely interesting to see how how shot continues to shake out. I don't know if uh, you had any you know specific thoughts on that either, but yeah, yeah. I mean, right now it just seems like I hesitate to even call it bad coaching decisions because can you call it bad coaching des- decisions if like this meta really doesn't matter at all for them, like? I, they're just waiting for this this contact cup to be over so they could be like okay what's the playoff medal like that's all we care about right now right yeah. so who's gonna play kiriko yeah exactly um so I, I hesitate to call them bad decisions but they look like awful decisions putting mikey in in certain maps and um it seems like their tank choices are the worst part to me personally uh lots of ball being played obviously with mikey being put in and then when you put Mikey in, you're like just too dependent on the ball because he can only play ball at, at a high level um, or at the level that they need. So, yeah, I, I, I maybe they're just giving Kalush some rest and putting Mikey in and testing out if they could run ball comps, just like trying to spread themselves out and be as flexible as someone like the Gladiators who won uh, stage one off their flexibility. Uh, maybe they're just trying to learn different comps and be flexible. I don't know what they're doing. All I know is what they're doing is not what I usually see from the shock. Um, but it, we will admit they don't need to win these games. So might be beneficial to just, yeah, test the water, see if they can see if they can do anything crazy and get better at uh, a lot of different things in match situations. Oh, yeah. And I mean, speaking of um, speaking of tanks, you know, this week was <laughs> was super great to see uh, from from our tank lines. I mean, compared to uh, obviously Junker Queen almost exclusively last um, last uh, uh, meta, last patch, last tournament. Um, the, the, yeah, to be able to see the, the variety of tanks, I, th- I think I believe we ended up with every tank played, uh, you know, at least once. Thanks to thanks to Reiner uh, <laughs> in particular. Um, and just getting back to some of that variety is fresh and make, is going to make you know some of these border teams. So not not so, not the shock so much, but uh, some of these borderline teams that we're we'll be getting into as we go, uh, all the more interesting to watch. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, right. Shout out to go go watch that Reiner versus Vancouver. Which by the way, my, I did not expect the the Glads to just absolutely stomp Vancouver. Like one of the biggest blowouts I've seen this entire year. Um, so bad that Reiner literally went on hog and they just won, they won the first team fight and won the map. Um, and we posted a comms video on it today of what everyone was saying in that moment. Um, and they basically, they were like, okay, let's all go like joke strats because they held Vancouver and we're just dominating them. Um, and they're like, okay, let's just start out with joke strats, like catch them and catch them, uh, 
catch him by surprise, you know. And Reiner was like, okay, I'll I'll go hog. Like, I'll try to get the hook out of spawn, like, speed me out. And then um, <laughs> they sped him out. Uh, he didn't go for a hook. And then he just didn't switch. <laughs> he just stayed on hog because everyone else was – uh, she was on mercy. Like, they are all over the place, and they were just like – they they just wanted to for a second do it. They went to switch. <laughs> Reiner did not switch. And everyone was like, "Right, wait, Reiner, what, are you not switching?" Um, and then he was like, "No, trust me, it'll work. It'll work. It'll work." <laughs> and then it works. So fifty percent of the time, it works every time. Yeah, I mean, he got one. He got one a limb. So I mean, it, he didn't like fully contribute. He didn't like carry the fight or anything, but it, he helped a bit, I guess. So he probably had gold objective time. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> that's all. No, that Overwatch, Overwatch Two doesn't have gold, doesn't have medals. All right, it's so, true. Oh, that's we, true. We just they, learned they, they that are, today. In fact, not playing that game anymore. Yeah. No. Um, all right. Uh, NA teams besides that. I mean, God, there's just so many. Let's talk Boston because you mentioned your match rewatch. One of mine is the Boston game, and I, I picked Houston, but you could pick either one because this is just a completely different Boston team than. What we saw before Lori, it's just crazy to see how different this team is without Lori. Like, man, oh, man, it's just night and day, which is sad for Lori because I, I like Lori as a person. I guess he just wasn't working as a coach because, wow. Um, yeah, the script has been completely flipped. Punk is looking really good. They also, I mean, when Diva is now being played, of course, Punk is a great Diva eating tons of pulse bombs. Um, I will say the Houston game, they were not, they have not, they were playing Doge on um, on Tank instead of Dante, uh, in which they decided was a huge mistake, switched it to Dante, and then they beat the Shock. So I, I would be curious to see a rematch with Dante on Tank instead because I, I do think Punk just tanked if the hell out of Doge. So, uh, yeah, this Boston Uprising team is... I, I really hope they make the plan because I, I think they have a good chance of uh, being one of those two teams in the play-in to uh, head in. I mean, it, it's pretty much locked up at this point that they make the play-in as New York is New York and Vancouver are four games behind. Vancouver, in fact, is eliminated from it. So, yeah, like there's just <laughs> I think there's a very good chance we we're as if these games didn't matter uh, and not, as if these games already didn't matter at all, Joe. The play-ins are already like almost locked up. So uh, at least we still have the East, I guess. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. The uh, yeah. Uh, the yeah. It's, it's funny. I remember. Uh, at least I think I remember when um, they they made the this coaching announcement for Boston and, and you know announced that Lori was heading out. Uh, and I remember your your comment and something. Um, if I remember right, yeah, something to the effect of, you know, I'll, I'll be interested to see, you know, how um, uh, some of these, these changes come out because it seems like, or maybe from from the perspective you had, that it might not have been, um, or might not have led to a very big effect potentially. I don't, like I said, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I don't remember exactly how it went, but uh, but yeah, but yeah, looking back on that now and yeah, seeing the whether whether it's you know correlation or causation i guess is a different question but um yeah the fact of the matter is you're you're exactly right this is a different team um and really it has been for you know half a stage at least um since since that change was made you're absolutely right 
Oh, yeah. I don't think I ever said I thought it would be this big of a change and this big of a positive change for them, for sure. Because, yeah, this is just complete turnaround, complete 180. So, yeah, Boston looking like one of those teams that could sneak into playoffs and, uh, yeah, be competing over in Anaheim for grand finals. So that that would be be okay with me. Yeah, (laughs) I would definitely be okay with that because that means I get to see my uh, old friends, which... Yeah, I miss them. That's true. Are they physically in Boston, or yeah, well, they're I, phys- I guess they would be because yeah, you were too. Yep, they're physically yeah. in Boston. So, so yeah, you don't see them very often. No, so I'll be excited to see them uh, if they show. They will. They will show up. They will be here. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, but uh, I mentioned Houston's like path through the weekend a little bit. Uh, obviously, they had complete different days from that Thursday to the Sunday where they ended up beating one of the best teams in the league uh, with Dante on tank. And um, my only other thing is Dante is my MVP for that reason of this week. <laughs> uh, he continues to just like be one of the sole reasons why Houston competes with top level teams. I mean, Houston's got great other players, obviously, as well. But he is just so good at tank, even like Diva, and this isn't just like a Doomfist thing here, because Dante's just becoming good at all tank heroes. <laughs> Let's be honest. Like he's, I think Dante's just going to be a tank player from now on. I, I think he's stuck. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Dante. Uh, but you are my MVP of the week because he just came in and said, you know what, we lost to Boston, but we could beat San Francisco Shock. And they did. 3-1. And they want a push map, which Houston doesn't win push maps. They never do. Uh, that's also impressive. It's the little things, you know? It's the little things. Um, besides that, we mentioned Gladiators for a second. They are looking good in this matter. They have a very easy schedule as well. I wouldn't be surprised if they won out. They got a little some tough matches down the road, including Boston and Washington and stuff like that. They're definitely losable games, but... They're looking good at this meta. Dallas still looking really good, continuing their uh, really uh, good meta last or good stage from last uh, stage. So, yeah, that, I mean, they're able, as long as they're able to run uh, like Zarya Hanbin, they'll be good. It remind, this meta overall reminds me a lot of that first stage, um, besides the fact that you can run Junker Queen on some maps and run D.Va. Uh, but yeah, you can, if you're good at Doomfist. Like the Gladiator, Doomfist, or Dive, like the Gladiators are, you can run it. If you're good at Zarya, you can run it, um, which is great. I, the first meta was one of the best metas this year, for sure, besides the fact you had to play Soldier all the time. Um, <laughs> and even like Sombra's used a lot of the time, but she's not a must pick. Uh, Gladiators barely used Sombra this weekend, still won. So, yeah. Overall, I, I, I like this meta. And I have nothing else to say about the NA teams besides Toronto had a weird weekend um, and Atlanta looked really good. Uh, Joe, any comments on the meta or those last teams I just mentioned? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Atlanta looking good. Uh, London, shout out to that's the other uh, undefeated team we haven't mentioned so far in North America. Uh, and granted, their matches were against Paris and Vancouver, um, but um, it's, it's reassuring to see... Um, uh, you know, a London Spitfire uh, continuing to to play well. I, you know, as we get into next week, they're playing Gladiators and Fuel, so that may be a different story. But, um, uh, but but you know, solid shouts shouts out there. 
Um, uh, but, but yeah, absolutely. This this um, this, this kind of variety is good. Um, uh, you you touched on Dallas and Hanbin briefly and briefly in the tank role. I mean, um, uh, I imagine. Uh, I can't remember specifically, but I imagine we saw probably little flashes of uh, the Hanbin Diva too. I mean, back in six v six, the Hanbin Diva was oh, yeah. also just absolutely killer. True. So, True. Uh, yeah, I I anticipate they'll they'll continue to do really well. Um, <laughs> which I know is a hot take, you know that the the Dallas Fuel are kind of are going to well. look okay these coming weeks. But um, but yeah, it's on the back of play like that, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Meta's looking good for them. Uh, of course, like I mentioned, none of this m- matters because who knows what's going to happen come playoff time. Um, all right, East. Also, a wacky week for the East. I thought Hog Joe Spark would be on track. They aren't at all, Joe. They, l- they lost two games this weekend. The Philadelphia Fusion um also had a wacky week or maybe just a normal philadelphia fusion week (laughs) um and the chengdu hunters ended up beating them as well um not looking good for the hangzhou spark end the season but it is looking really good for the soul dynasty who went 6-0 map record destroyed valiant and then they beat the shanghai dragons 3-0 as well joe who they're they're, they have some san francisco shock syndrome uh going on themselves (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, Shanghai. Um as, you know, another another team who has um clinched that uh postseason, if not the actual playoffs themselves, uh as I'm looking at the wrong page here. Um uh, but yeah, that <laughs> not uh potentially a week they were expecting um uh, uh to go O and two. Yeah. Um I Guangzhou uh, on the other hand, you know, definitely uh, made some improvements. And in fact, uh, if my uh, my MVP from uh, this week was not uh, Smurf uh, on, for the Soul Dynasty, um, who's just been wrecking face on the tank line and at this point basically <laughs> can't be dethroned, uh, it, it probably might have been somebody like Piggy, uh, <laughs> who again Guangzhou yeah, get a lot of good use out of. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I feel like we've been we've been highlighting a lot of tank players lately, but um, you, you know, last meta that was all there was to talk about. Um, so we're we're just getting back into the swing of things, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, absolute craziness. You, uh, talking about the the Philly Fusion uh, beating Hangzhou, losing to Ali Valiant. I mean, that's you're right. That's just typical week. That's <laughs> all, all in a all in a week's work uh, for the the boys in orange, but. Um, uh, yeah, definitely a we, like we knew things were going to shake up moving out of you know Joker Queen, but um, I'm not sure we we thought it was going to shake up this much. No, the East is still just an, it's an enigma to me. I don't understand it. I never will, and I I will suck at predictions. And I'm sure like I'll start I'll predict based off these results, and it won't matter, Joe. Um, it, something different's going to happen. I have no clue what to predict Philly Fusion will do. I have no clue what to pick, predict the Chengdu Hunters will do either. It's so tough. They're 2-0. and They look good again. But they'll let me down, right? They always let me down. Um, yeah, it, it's... The East is crazy, man. Um, all, while, all while the matches don't matter for a team like Shanghai and stuff like that. So you just don't know what's going to happen on a week-to-week basis. As far as like the standings go, 
Um, Shanghai and Seoul are comfortably in their playoff positions. Um, playing for that last playoff spot is Hangzhou and Philly, and Philly uh, rose above Hangzhou in the standings this week because of Hangzhou's awful week. Uh, so that's looking really good for Philly. If you're a Philly fan, you'll definitely want to clinch that spot because I don't know. I would not be confident my team could or the Philly Fusion could win play-ins if I were a Philly Fusion fan. And as far as play-ins go, uh, Chengdu, Guangzhou probably going to be in those spots. But Valiant right behind Guangzhou with five points. Too bad it's Guangzhou who has just looked like a completely different and great team here in this second half of the season with their roster pickups. So, yeah, I, I will say at least the Valiant's like putting up a fight. They got another win this week. Um, yeah, they're looking good. It, it, it's not the Valiant of last year, even though they're going to get last again, probably. So, <laughs> but it's something, you know. Yeah, it's something. Um, anything else about this week before we move into like news, which includes a lot of great Overwatch Two news? Yeah, it's it's always hard to to look at these week ones and and uh, you, you know as as hard as it is you know to do power rankings and predictions and stuff based on no data in some ways it's even harder to <laughs> to do predictions after just one week of data um uh you know to think about what could possibly be going on but you know we have we have uh, at least a break in the show where we can think about that a little bit um uh but yeah i'm i'm, I'm just continuing to be excited about um uh like you're talking about the the new opportunities we've got to uh, see this this super varied um, uh, meta we get going. Oh yeah, same here. Super excited to keep watching. It's fun to watch, uh, especially right now because I, I just I'm excited for Overwatch too. I'm gonna watch this weekend again. Just that's gonna be my that's gonna be how I get ready for Overwatch too, which comes out in less than a week. My God, so close. All right, uh, let's move into the news. Uh, first, we'll get this. Uh, Kiriko uh, short story out of the way which I didn't read um, I just read the reddit threads in which they were complaining but they've been complaining about a lot lately have you read this short story <laughs> Joe yeah that's that's not uh, not exactly a new thing as far as that goes uh, but, but yeah nice little short story I mean literally a very short story like only a couple pages um, um, uh, and now I have to Oh, oh yeah, that's uh, it's it's uh, telling a story about uh, Kiriko and her uh, yokai club gang thing that she has mm. <laughs> that was in her uh, like lore video that they put out, um, uh, and, and she she has to uh, encourage her friends not to take um, uh, too drastic revenge on the, the the Hashimoto gang that they're like raiding one of their facilities. Uh, so, so yeah, literally not not much in the way of the plot not much in the way of like concrete lore details or anything but a, a good bit of flavor of you know the the ideals of you know justice and etc etc that <laughs> that um, uh, Kiriko you know seems to embody got it got it I, I just want the cinematic already give me the cinematic uh, I guess I could watch the leaked version yeah in Spanish <laughs> Yeah, in Spanish, of course, because I know that I know that language. Um, oh yeah, yeah, excited. I mean, just exciting to get any lore though, in general, because uh, we haven't gotten that in a while. 
Um, all right. Uh, next, we'll talk about the uh, patch notes for the launch of Overwatch 2 on October 4th, which if you paid attention to Overwatch League this week, uh, you should know the patch notes by now. Uh, there are only a couple changes, I believe, or just one change that isn't in Overwatch League, and it's the damage roll passive, right? Um, um, I believe that ends, um, and Kiriko, obviously. Oh, yeah, and obviously Kiriko. Um, but yeah, I believe that's it. Which we could talk about the damage roll passive, because that's a big talking point, for sure. Um, of course, if you haven't been paying attention to all these betas, well, they've given tanks and supports. They have a passive now as a class. Uh, so they they want to give damage ones, the damage uh, roll one as well, uh, just so all three have one. Uh, and they have miserably failed twice now. I mean, not miserably. Some of them were kind of close, but they just weren't good. Um and I don't, I don't think a lot of people like this one either. The new passive is Eliminations Grant. 25% increased reload and movement speed for 2.5 seconds. It does not stack. Um, yeah, that's, that's it. And a lot of people are very worried about this because Overwatch, and specifically when you watch Overwatch League, uh, is when you get the first elimination, you very often win the fight. This will probably make that worse um, because obviously uh, it's very easy to get a an elimination as a damage hero, especially if you're like Tracer. You could be like super far away from someone, deal a little bit of damage with your pistols, and that'll count as an elimination. And now you get to move faster. Um, so I think a lot of people are worried that this will just snowball um, the fight if your team gets the first elimination and you'll just it's more likely you'll win. A lot of people are saying this will be really good on Ash. You, you take your dynamite, you throw it, you, you hit three or four with it, um, and then if any, any of those people die, uh, you get, um, yeah, obviously, you, you get this uh, boost here. Um, for Ash, more movement speed's probably not the most important thing. It would be that increased reload because she takes the longest to reload. Um, so I think a lot of people are just worried. I'm with those people. Uh, I'm, I don't have a passive to give damage uh, heroes, but I would l- like to not see this be implemented for playoffs. They already didn't implement it for this patch, which I think is a good sign that maybe they want to see what happens before they decide whether or not they put it in playoffs. But what are your thoughts, Joe? Yeah, it's definitely interesting. And uh, to be honest, I hadn't um, realized that the word that they used was eliminations until you just yeah. pointed it out. Not uh, final that, blows. Yeah, it's not final blows. <laughs> it mm-hmm. is, in fact, eliminations that they have counted. Um, and and you know, remembering that it is restricted to the DPS heroes helps a little bit. That I guess it's only forty percent of the team that might benefit. But uh, even still, yeah, knowing um, uh, how uh, I know the word that people. Uh, can use it it's it's snowbally uh really of a of a passive uh it, yeah it makes me uh suspicious that this probably won't stick around uh whether it you know comes in for launch um uh, which it sounds like at this point it probably will be around at least on launch day but um i imagine it'll get tweaked um not here still as as the game continues um uh another another good take uh that i that i found that i agree with because you know basically all we do on this show is just parrot other people's takes <laughs> uh except not really but um it happens sometimes and i wish that i had uh remembered who in the 
Overwatch community had this that I could credit them. Uh, but it was somebody relatively prominent was talking about um, um, that a lot of the uh, that the other two role passives um, exist to um, to cover for role weaknesses. Uh, where so the the tank role um, they have a, a more resistance to crowd control because they're like the most susceptible to crowd control, uh, and the supports have um, uh, passive healing after a while because their healing resources uh, are are often better used on their teammates. Uh, and, you know, it helps reduce uh, that kind of you know selfish decision making that needs to be made. Um, whereas this increased reload and movement speed for DPS heroes that doesn't you know necessarily cover for any kind of weakness it's uh, and in fact the the language here that they use is you know it's rewarding um, uh, players who who uh, perform well in the damage role um, uh, rather than covering for for some sort of weakness in in the DPS heroes and so again I don't know like you're talking about I don't know using that logic um, you know what sort of option might be reasonable um, uh, for a, for a DPS role pass, but yeah, it, it is definitely different logic um, uh, that they're using here than in in other cases. And so, yeah, I like I said, I, I anticipate there'll be some kind of change made, um, but obviously we uh, couldn't tell you at this point when or, or precisely to what. Yeah, no, I tend to agree with what you're saying. I maybe it just tossed. I, I don't think damage needs a passive. I don't think they have a weakness. And like there's you're that saying, too. Jim. Yeah, like I just don't think. Yeah, like you're saying, I don't think they have a weakness that needs to... Uh, I don't think they need to be helped. Um, I, I think da damage is in a good spot, uh, based off the betas I played at least. So, yeah, I think damage is in a good spot. If they don't really need much, just don't give them much. <laughs> uh, people are already, like, sick of how good damage heroes are and how, especially as a support player or a tank player, like, I mean, maybe not so much tank recently, but especially as a support player, so... Yeah, maybe you just maybe you just don't need a passive, um, but yeah, that's that's the big change. Uh, I suspect, like Joe was saying, that they might that they're going to be willing to change this up uh, because they already have been willing to change it up twice. So uh, yeah, that that happened. Uh, a bunch of other patch notes are in there if you want to go read them. They're on the Overwatch website. Um, but if I mean, if you haven't been paying attention to Overwatch Two at all, they don't really matter too much because they're just changes from the last beta or so so doesn't really matter uh you'll play the game and it'll be how it is uh yeah next piece of news is a retirement um patty pond is retire retiring from overwatch um very sad to see obviously i got to work with him very closely uh and i know he is extremely sad about this um, I highly, highly recommend go watching, going to watch the video we made to honor him. Um, it just, I think it encapsulates really well, uh, his year in Overwatch and what his teammates thought of him and what his coach, uh, we had Sam face on there talking about him as well. Uh, so yeah, go watch it. And it sums up my thoughts and I shooting that interview with him. Uh, he thanked us, the content people, after and like uh, was nearly to tears at the end. And you could just tell how much, how sad he was that he had to go. Um, but yeah, I, I, I won't like 
to say specifics on why he left or anything or what he's going to do next. Uh, that's up to him, obviously. But um, it, it, he has said on his stream before that he's injured, and I will say, you know, that has to do with it for sure. Um, but yeah, Patty, legendary uh, Overwatch career was only in the league for two or for like two stages basically, and won them both and dominated and looked great and like they say in the video he is just the clutch king he is so good at clutching fights with one of my favorite plays of all time against the Hangzhou Spark where he killed four with the Dragon Blade to secure the win uh, for the Gladiators against the Spark so uh, I'll miss you Patty and uh, good luck out there I know, you, I know you're going to do well whatever you do next man I'm sad I'm still sad about it Joe um, anything else? To, anything else to add on while I cry over here? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, yeah, not only legendary Overwatch career, but um, uh, you know, put that on pause for a couple of years there in the middle. It had a legendary Valorant career. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, it's, it's just quite the guy, and I'm sure he's probably younger than me too. I, I don't, I don't know that for a fact, but well, yeah, because in fact, he he like only just turned 18, right? Yep, only just turned yeah, 18. so. Long, yeah, long, he's... long life ahead of this man. So, oh yeah, mm-hmm. um, he he'll do all kinds of things. I'm sure. Oh yeah, no doubt. He's a he's a talented gamer. Uh, it does leave a hole in the Gladiators roster team that used like their three DPS line more than any team. Now gone is Anz and Patty. Uh, they're only left with Happy and Kev, who, you know, two of the best DPS players in the world. No big deal. Uh, but I'm sure they'll miss that flexibility for sure. Um, and Happy's hero pool, I'd say, is a little different from Patty's. Uh, but yeah, that's that's sad. Um, all right, let's move to. Um, ooh, we got an award info. I didn't see this. I didn't see this article. Yeah, it's 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 not a lot. We don't have any like nominees or anything. Yeah. Um, but just uh, reminding ourselves uh, that it exists um, uh, for the 2022 Overwatch League awards. So. Uh, they say the the winners will be announced during playoffs, um, and I'm sure we'll see the nominees. Um, uh, actually, in fact, it says the MVP finalist will be revealed on September 30th. Uh, so that's you know this um, this week. Uh, oh wow! In, on Next the broadcast. Um, but there'll be uh, one MVP uh, with fan votes get 25 percent and. Uh, all teams broadcast talent and the media get 75 percent um uh grand finals mvp uh will have voting during the grand finals um the internet hulk uh award the hawaka award will also um have uh a winner they'll have roll stars uh 50 percent maps played minimum over the course of the season um uh, so you, that's you know relevant as far as that goes, um, and they didn't specify. Uh, actually, I guess they kind of did. Uh, it was, they said they're going to do the top four players in each role: uh, DPS, tank, and support. Uh, so there was a little bit of a question, um, or somebody had posed a question about: are, Were they going to do fewer tank players because there are fewer tank players? Uh, but it sounds like the answer to that is no, at least for now. Um, and then Rookie of the Year, which is uh, now named uh, after the Alarm Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and Coach of the Year. So uh, all of those awards will be 
I don't know if they'll all be announced on uh, September 30th, but at least the MVP candidates will be announced on September 30th. Um, and we can, I'm sure, talk about those next week. Awards are fun. Yeah. I can't wait to predict. To, we'll, we'll do some predictions next week. Because, uh, oh, God, these awards are fun. I can't wait. Oh, yeah. Nice. Um, all right, this was news that uh, came out today. They have uh, for Overwatch Two. They've announced, um, or I guess not today. Yes, this was yesterday. Uh, there was, so, yeah. There's other news that came out today. Uh, they announced their Defense Matrix initiative, which is basically a way to um, prevent Smurfs, uh, make the community a little less toxic, um, make reports sort of uh, a little more accurate, and stuff like that. Um, and the biggest thing is SMS protect, which, uh, basically means you now need a phone number to play Overwatch 2. You have to connect a phone number to your account in order to play Overwatch 2, um, which will basically just prevent Smurfs because you would need to buy, uh, an entirely different phone line and phone number, uh, to play Overwatch 2 and two accounts. So I guess... People with work phones can uh, uh, get that second one if they would like. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, there ha- the only other thing is there have been concerns from people who are with like Cricket Wireless or some of the cheaper sort of, uh, I can't remember what they're called. Um, uh, like prepaid? Yeah, prepaid. Prepaid carriers like Cricket Wireless. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just a cheaper option for people who can't necessarily afford some of these like bigger... Uh, contracts with carriers um apparently they won't be able to work with those and that is just to avoid um people who can like just make use like their google meet phone number because you get a phone number with um google meet if you sign up for specific thing and that costs like barely any money and then you get a phone number it doesn't work with that um, so people can't just like keep spamming those numbers and stuff like that. But the unfortunate downside is uh, those prepaid wireless carriers are just not going to work. It seems like we don't we don't have like absolute confirmation on that yet. Um, I think it's still up in the air. But as of now, people are thinking like, oh, this won't work, um, which is sad for some people uh, who are obviously on those uh, phone plans. Uh, but overall, yeah, I think I-, I think this is a good change. You know, I was just, just going to say, I, I I have to think that, um, uh, you know, that they're, they're maybe going to take a look at that and, and see how, um, uh, so, so those so those things might be able to, to tweak to include more people. Uh, I don't know how, um, uh, I, I don't know how, how concrete a concern that is for, for, for people at this point. Like if it's like, uh, actually been confirmed if that's the case or if people are speculating based on the language in this article but yeah i would i, I would hate to see um those kind of exclusions being made for sure but yeah in general the the principle of that is good uh i think to um you know it's it's uh it helps involve security it helps involve um uh you know if you're gonna um uh try to restrict an individual uh from playing uh obviously you know putting aside uh, assuming that it was for a legitimate reason, um, um, trying trying to restrict that phone number is is you know just excuse me just as as good and in some ways better than you know trying to restrict a, any one account or um, even an IP. Um, 
Uh, and so that's that's valid too. But yeah, hopefully, um, any of the um, other kinds of concerns can can get put to rest. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It would it would stink to see those people uh, left out for sure. Um, yeah, it. I think this is going to be a good change overall, especially for. I, I learned today it's really easy uh, via Platchat that it's really easy to to make a Smurf account on a console, especially if you own the disc. You literally just make another PlayStation account on your console, which is so easy, and then you have a new account, you have a new Overwatch account. So uh, I, that will very much help out with Smurfs and console, where it was extremely easy. You didn't even need to pay money again. You could just um, make a new account almost. So yeah, I think this is going to be very good overall. Um, and for just community sentiment for knowing like, oh, there's less of a chance that this person is smurfing. They're just really good because, you know, you know, Overwatch, a lot of people just immediately go to that. Like, oh, this person's definitely not in my rank. Like they're too good. Um, but now there's less of an excuse for that because there's a very slim chance that this person has a smurf. Uh, so yeah. Besides that, they now are, um, they have audio transcriptions for voice chat. So not only can you be reported, um, for just your text chat messages, but people can report you for what you're saying over voice chat. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of clickbaity articles talking about how it's recording you all the time when that's just not the truth. It just transcribes your audio. Um, picks out all the naughty words or the bad things you're saying and uh, gives it to a Blizzard employee and the audio, actual audio is deleted. So just text comes to the Blizzard employee of what you said, uh, which is great. Uh, more people will be reported and feel like they can't say stupid racist stuff in game um, that people just felt like they freely could because they're like, who's going to, no one can report me for that. Like they have no proof. Well, now they will. I think that's really good. Uh, yeah. The, yeah, the theory and lots of these changes are, are good in theory. I'll be interested to see, uh, you know, once, once things we get put into practice, how, how effective they are, how consistent they are. But, um, uh, it's, it's good to see, uh, with lots of these changes that, you know, clearly, um, um, you know, Blizzard's at least got the the idea of uh, you know this is this is where we're starting. This is where we're um, uh, going to lay stuff out, and hopefully, uh, um, uh, you know, it, it ends up being effective. Oh yeah, um, we'll see how it works out. It look yeah, it sounds great. Um, we'll see. First time user experience is another thing they're focusing on, which is absolutely huge in any online game nowadays. Like. Um, when I first started League, which was a while ago at this point, I think at this point they've updated their first-time user experience to be way, way better. Um, because when I played League, it was all it was against just all Smurfs are good people, and they all yelled at me, and it was an awful way to get into a game because I just everyone assumed I was supposed to know what I was doing when I didn't. Um, but they they. Uh, are fixing that luckily here with overwatch 2 um with a lot of different things um i imagine they're going to match first time players up with first time players not only that but they will be first time players will have to unlock game modes as well as heroes 
throughout sort of a one, approximately 100 game process uh, is what they said. Uh, they will unlock all the heroes and game modes uh, to eventually get to competitive mode as well, which they will need to win 50 quick play matches before they can do that uh, since there are no more player levels. Uh, yeah, it, I think this is overall good. Um, I, I think it's like going to be a nice little tutorial instead of as well, instead of just throwing all the heroes at you at once and just being like, okay, go, go crazy with it. Um, sort of like ha- giving them a path of like, okay, you should try this hero first. It's easy. Then you should try this hero. It's a little, a little harder, but you should be used to it now and stuff like that. What do you think about this uh, first time user experience? Do you think it, it's handled well here? Yeah, I'm, this is really intriguing to me when I was reading about it yesterday, too. Um, and and my first thought was, um, wow, this is interesting enough that uh, I think I'm going to, you know, make a new account, um, uh, which is free because, you know, free to play and, and, and you know, make a new Overwatch account and, and play through this because I want to see. Um, but uh, you know what? Can't do that. Because you don't have a <laughs> Unless you have a sms number um uh so you know there's that if somebody plays like a you know puts a put a playthrough up of it up on youtube or something i'll watch it um uh but because the idea is really intriguing uh obviously the the tutorial that exists now for overwatch with the tracer and shoulder i mean you know it's something but it's it's still nothing like um uh what lots of people could could see you know um uh, and so, yeah, being able to slowly open up the heroes, slowly open up the uh, the maps, it'll just it'll definitely be interesting. It'll be uh, you know unlike um, what new players have done in Overwatch for you know I guess going on six years now. Um, but um, uh, but but it has potential to be good. And so uh, notably, obviously. Um, uh, they mentioned if you're in a group, uh, all those hero restrictions will be gone. Uh, so that's you know helpful if you're if you're playing there. Uh, although I don't, it sounds like you still probably can't play competitive until you unlock it yourself. Um, uh, but not only will this, um, they included it in their article about you know toxicity and cheating and stuff um, uh, to help reduce those things. But also I think hopefully will uh, produce players that. Um, potentially understand the game a little bit um, a little bit more a little yeah. bit better yeah it's another all these are I haven't mentioned it but all these are way t- ways to like you were mentioning get rid of toxicity in the game because these are these are just so many like rough they, they're all things that people used in voice chat to be like excuses or get mad at you right like oh my god why am I matched up are you like a first time player like why are you in my game they they won't be in your game anymore um s- stuff like that you know including a bunch of this other stuff which i'll mention quickly here which includes the pre-competitive match screen no longer including uh, people's ranks and srs oh my god look at my team we're, we're our srs are like so much worse like we're gonna lose this game giving up before the game even starts stuff like that you know um it, it's just an overall way to to get rid of all that toxicity. Um, other things they're getting rid of is general chat, which is fair. Just, yeah, uh, people use that chat to frequently just be like racist and disruptive and annoying. So, yeah, 
get get rid of that. Uh, endorsements are sticking around, but they're just sticking to one instead of three different areas, which I think is good because everyone everyone wanted to endorse each other. They just like when it came to like choosing which one, they no one cared. They just chose a random one, right? So that's good. Uh, they will they're gonna reward people based off of how much they're endorsed and stuff like that, which is also great. Um, and yeah, I think those are all the big points of this article. Overall, I'm happy with all the changes they made, and I think they should, they, people should be less toxic around these topics. They will still be toxic, Joe. Let's not let's not tell people that <laughs> people are going to stop being toxic, uh, but they have less things to point to, I guess, now. So yeah, there's that. Anything else to, to mention or, or anything else you want to talk about here, Joe? Uh, at least with this, you know, Operation Defense Matrix, uh, they mentioned um, just a little bit of change to endorsements too. Uh, so rather than three different options, you'll just have one, like you can just generally endorse um, uh, someone and only the people on your team. You can't endorse your opponents anymore. Um, uh, and it says we plan to award Battle Pass experience to players with high endorsement levels. So it's nice. still still worth keeping. Definitely still worth keeping. Be nice. Be nice, everybody. Um, all right. And then today they came out with a full rundown on what competitive mode. It has been confirmed for October 4th, which is great. We'll be able to play competitive the first day, uh, which everyone, of course, was was hoping for. They were bored of that quick play. Uh, but, yeah, they announced uh, they, they even even some cool screenshots on here of, like, specifically what everything will look like. But to give it the quick rundown, um, they mentioned once again that you will need to win 50 quick play matches before competitive unlocks, as well as just complete the first-time user experience in general. And like they mentioned previously in the big reveal event, there will now be skill tiers within each... Um, within each... Uh, God, what are they called? Skill tiers, I guess. Skills. Bronze through Grandmaster. Uh, there'll be divisions within divisions. the tiers is the yeah, words yeah. they're using. Um, so there'll still be bronze through Grandmaster. We'll solve all the same ones, but instead of saying your SR is 2200 or whatever, you'll say um, that you're gold three or gold four. Um, gold five being the worst and gold one being the best of gold. Um, and then once you... Once you get past gold one, you'll go to plat five or whatever, you know? Um, They also announced a very interesting way of how they're showing you when you are gaining or losing SR. Instead of doing it after every single game, they're going to do it. Uh, They're going to update your SR or visibly update your SR to you. Communicate your change in SR every seven wins or every 20 losses, um, which, man, that would be a sad... If you end up going 6-20, and 20, that's a sad run. That's a yeah. sad run of games. Um, so basically, I would say most of the time, it'll be every seven wins, you will get an update in your SR, um, which, personally, we'll, we'll stop here and just talk about it for a second before we get into everything else, because I think this is a big change. Um, it is a little confusing at first, because everyone is used to, like, after each game, like you gain or you lose. Personally, I think this is really good because you're not going to be as mad at a loss as you usually would be. Um, I think everyone generally gets, you know, if especially if you lost and you didn't feel like it was your fault, you're sitting there like, God, and you're sitting in the match screen like, oh, I lost SR again. 
Um, as well as the other thing I think this benefits crazy um, is fear of like losing SR when you're in a good spot, you know? Like maybe you just got to diamond or something. You don't want to go back down to plat. So you just sit there and you're like, okay, I'm not playing again. Um, or you're at the end of plat and you're and you're about to make it to diamond. You're too nervous, right? It's it's a big game. Now you won't know. Um, you don't you won't know which game is like the big game or whatever like that. So yeah, overall, I'm interested to see how this plays out. I think on paper it sounds very good for my mental health. Um, but we'll we'll see how it works out. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, that's interesting too. Um, I hadn't. Um... Uh, particularly thought about it myself in, in those kind of terms. Uh, one thing I did think about is um, that in theory, um, um, they they talk about you know that you probably want a, approximately a fifty percent win rate uh, of your games. Like if if all the matchmaking is completely balanced, um, and if that happens, then every um, every seven wins you ought to have about uh, seven losses. Um, uh, as opposed to 20 losses and so in theory by the time you've gotten to 20 losses um, if you're at the place that you ought to be uh, you ought to also have gotten to 20 wins um, and and so all, all that to say um, I, I I think if you think about it in with the math it'll uh, turn out that your SR may be more rapidly updated or more more frequently updated uh, after a uh, after a win than after a loss, uh, which may yeah. be kind of nice too in terms of you know just the the mental aspect of it. Like you're in other words, you're much more likely to go um, twenty seven games, or you, you're much like you're much more likely to go to get seven wins in a string of games than 20 losses in a string of games. Um, yeah, I didn't think about that either. That's actually really cool. Like, like so, so, yeah. so yeah, that may, that may make that feel better too, as far as that goes. Yeah, I, I agree. I, 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 yeah, like I much, you're more likely to hit those seven wins. So it's more likely that you will end on a win and therefore you'll feel good about where your SR is going. Right. Um, even if even if it doesn't change, I, I assume I assume an option will just be you know that oh you're not changing you're just gonna <laughs> you don't stay in your same thing. Yeah, so. which I think overall you'll think is fair. I think someone I saw someone on Reddit suggest yeah. like on that screen like to show our record um, because we might just forget our record. This may be over like the course of two days or something, right? You don't have enough time yeah. for that many games. So it'd definitely be nice to see your record so you can be like, oh, okay, that's probably why I went down or that's probably why I stayed the same. I went seven and seven, right? Uh, probably the, probably why I'm, I haven't changed. Um, so yeah, I think that's, I agree with that recommendation. I, mostly UI on this page. It was cool to see screenshots, but I hope it's not finished UI because I think I would like some more info on, on some of it. Besides the scoreboard, I think they've like almost nailed the scoreboard to this, to this point. Um, but yeah, that that's what they talked. To, ended up talking about next. The next section was talking about the scoreboard and um, getting rid of gold or getting rid of metals to reduce toxicity. So more of this is about the toxic parts of Overwatch. Getting rid of showing SR before games, uh, as well as getting rid of metals because uh, they just were an inaccurate way. I'm sure people will still be toxic about 
your eliminations or whatever. So uh, that's not going to be fully gone, but at least, I don't know, at least people won't be annoying about their medals, which, you know, sometimes just didn't back up what they were saying at all. Um, yeah. Uh, and they, they did also show off uh, in this uh, leaderboard screenshot. Uh, this would be like where your uh, titles will be placed too. Uh, uh, excuse yes. me. They, they're talking about you can earn titles for um, uh, performance in competitive seasons um, uh, that will only be like usable for the following season, uh, which would be interesting. So, you know, basically to be like, Hey, I was GM last season. Um, but as a player title, uh, and I think they've talked about putting titles in uh, the battle pass too. Um, or, you know, that you can have, have them as like cosmetics. Uh, but, uh, they had an example of that. Those are visible on that, uh, tab, uh, scoreboard screen as well. Yep. The example they use is techno Knight, So it's a title like that. Um, yeah, and like Joe mentioned, it will be a reward. Uh, probably will be in some like skin bundles in the shop too or something but yeah um should be uh should be cool to see um those titles stuff like that and the new scoreboard i think is super useful with like hero specific stats and stuff like that um yeah uh they went on to talk about placement matches which uh since this new sr system is almost just constant placement matches um you won't have you'll have placement matches but they're just gonna be the same as what you're doing already except you'll be unranked um until you receive your rank at the end of either seven wins or 20 losses uh yeah that's that's pretty much it they also mentioned decay um rank decay which is just i think they they mentioned if you haven't played overwatch in a while you your rank has probably or you're like MMR has probably gone down, um, which in turn would make your rank go down a little bit when you uh, play competitive for the first time in Overwatch 2, most likely. Um, and it seems like almost everyone is getting their rank modified downward in general, too, um, just so they can have a climb. You know, they, w- they want to make sure everyone is climbing or whatever. They don't want to they don't want people to just place super high already and have nothing to do in competitive besides keep their place. Right. Um, so that's what they mentioned for season one, as well as a lot of screenshots, I think, for game reports, um, which are really cool. I think Valorant does a really good post-game um, go-back-to-each-game-and-see-how-you-did uh, sort of report. In the iteration that they have it in now in these screenshots, I think it's all right. I don't think the stats are like that cool. I would rather see, for example, on the personal page of like specific heroes it mentions like your Ferana scoped accuracy sleep dart accuracy nano boost assist stuff like that i don't think it's like helpful um info without knowing like average of like players in your rank um or stuff like that because it's just numbers in a vacuum really and you just see your average per 10 minutes on it as well as like uh, how many you hit, which, you know, doesn't really mean much um, without you know, knowing how much people usually get, I'd say. Um, but they did mention that they will add, similar to Valorant, like a full timeline of of the entire match, where I imagine you can see, like, all the kills, all your deaths, and where on the map they are, and stuff like that. At least I hope, because that's what Valorant does. 
Um, oh yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, yeah, they mentioned and the, literally in the last sentence. Well, it also introduced a timeline feature to check out key moments from the match and review the final results of the scoreboard. That might just be because they already have replays, obviously, of every match. That might just be on your replay timeline. They point out specific moments, like here was one of your, here's a bunch of your eliminations, or here's a big sleep dart, or something like that. Um, I, I imagine it could be something like that, but we'll see. What do you think about these, Joe? Um, they look. They look like they were built recently, I'm going to be honest. They look a little empty right now, but I can imagine these getting better, right? Yeah, I think that was similar to my impression. But but yeah, it, it certainly can be helpful uh, for people who are, you know, willing to or willing and interested to, you know, really get into um, all, all the kind of stats that they're looks like they're going to be making available. Um, uh, I also chuckle on this uh, screenshot of the replays. It, it says it still has the little warning about uh, uh, replays reset after each patch because, you know, the, the, <laughs> that was something they weren't able to fix, apparently, uh, when porting the game over. But, um, you know, it, it's little things. Uh, I'm sure that'll change over time. But, yeah, yeah, game reports um, um, it should definitely be helpful helpful for people. Um yeah, the, the the two other things I wanted to be sure to highlight out of this article. Um, the first was just a oddly written sentence uh, when they were talking about um, uh, the rank placement as people are getting placed for the first time in Overwatch 2. Uh, it says most players will find their rank slightly lower um, uh, as they'll be learning new concepts and metas. However, players who got to learn more about the game on our betas or who follow the Overwatch League may find themselves ranked higher than ever. Uh, which clearly means, you know, just the more experience you have, and the more you've been paying attention to 5v5, you may understand how things work better. Um, but but it's funny to interpret that as also meaning, like, you know, if you've been... Li- literally, if you've been watching the Overwatch League, your SR will be higher, which is just funny. But um, anyway, just, just a funny line, funny line from that. Yeah, no. Um, and then I thought it was interesting... They, they did go in a little bit of detail on the rewards for competitive um, and so that includes the competitive titles that we mentioned uh, and competitive points still um, and uh, but that they're still keeping around the golden weapons which I thought was interesting I mean I didn't think they're gonna get rid of them completely but um, um, but I, I sort of anticipated that uh, as many people have been, you know, talking about or suggesting uh, that some kind of additional something <laughs> would be introduced, um, you know, to go with the the golden weapons in terms of you know what you can do with your competitive points, but uh, uh, clearly that doesn't uh, uh, <laughs> seem to be the case at least for now. Yeah, no, that was another big surprise to me. I I expected them to at least like mention like we're working on more rewards or something like that. They didn't say anything. They just mentioned golden weapons. Um, so if they are working on more rewards, I imagine it's far out from now or else they would have said something like, hey, more rewards coming soon or something. Um, but man, they better be working on more rewards because the competitive boards are bad, especially when just everyone has every golden weapon at this point. They don't feel special. And yeah, uh, they really got to work on that. Um yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, competitive. I, I'm just excited it'll be there on day one. Um, and, and I'm excited to see how this new uh, SR ranking up system works. I, I imagine it'll 
I imagine it'll be nice and not annoying. I, I don't see too many downsides to it, to be honest. So, yeah, that's that's fun. Gr- great to get be getting all this news. It's, it's hyping me up. Uh, the other piece of the news is you can pre-download uh, Overwatch 2 at 4.30 Eastern, 1.30 Pacific on September 30th, which is Friday. Um, so anytime Friday through... Uh, when it, when the game comes out, I would suggest just downloading that thing. So when um, when the game is ready, you can just press play and wait for a while while servers explode. <laughs> yeah, and uh, in fact, um, I, I believe they said it was even going to happen automatically too. Like if you already like have Overwatch downloaded, it'll no. be like a background download. So easy. Um, so don't do anything. Yeah. Just yeah, don't do anything. I guess OpenBattle.net. You probably need to do that, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, we also got official like start time for Overwatch Two on Tuesday, which is uh, three Eastern noon Pacific. Three Eastern noon Pacific on Tuesday. Clear your calendars. Oh yeah. All right. That's we got tons of Overwatch Two news. I'm sure there's only more to. There's just more to come. I'm sure there's just more to come. So uh, next week. Uh, Joe, we're going to be too busy next week. We're both going to be playing Overwatch 2, right? We don't want to record this podcast. I want to play Overwatch 2. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little concerned that my, my little laptop won't be able to handle it, but oh. we'll see. <laughs> oh, no, you might need an upgrade, Joe. It's hard. You're, st- yeah, you're well, still a college I'll, student. I'll, you're still a college student. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll go over to campus and play on their new yeah. esports facility. Yeah, true. That's what, that's, the, that's the move, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, let's let's go into Countdown Cup Week Two predictions here. Uh, Joe is is beating me by like nineteen points right now. It's sad. I gotta come. Yeah, back. I was gonna ask what happened. What did happen? I don't know. I pick. I picked. I believe I picked. Didn't I pick? I think I just picked poorly. Maybe. Let's see. No. What the know. hell? None of them submitted. Oh. Oh no! Wait. Ugh, I'm not logged in. Give me a second. Let's see if any of them submitted. <laughs> Well, they submitted. I just sucked, dude. I could look at my oh, wow. my East is so bad. Oh my god, I got like every single one. I picked. I picked Spark over Hunters. I picked Dragons over Dynasty. I picked Dragons over Charge. I picked um, Spark over Fusion. I picked. Um, I picked Fusion over Valiant. Like I only got two of these right, and then NA NA wasn't bad. It was mostly just the East, man. That's rough. Uh, but yeah. yeah, let's get into these picks. Uh, you're you're <laughs> going to pick first. First, we're going to do Philly versus Shanghai. This is a very interesting one. Philly team got upset by Valiant uh, last week. Uh, uh, did end up being Spark there to finish off the week. And then Shanghai sucked and went 0-2. Um, what's going to happen, Joe? Yeah, this one is, is interesting. I think... Um, uh, I think uh, I'm not uh, ready to count out the Shanghai Dragons uh, quite yet, uh, in terms of you know the the bad week and then um, you, you know just just completely letting them go. They play they play Hangzhou and Philly this week, so in terms of you know uh, games that you really want to win, um, this is definitely right up right up there for Shanghai. Um, uh, but at the same time, I think uh, we got to see some really, really exciting and really positive things out of uh, out of Philly last week. Uh, whether that's um, 
uh, you know, continuing to uh, let MN3 do what MN3 does. Um, uh, bright spots from uh, Fury, who who actually got to play some of the tank heroes that he's, you know, known for. Um, uh, and, and, and these kinds of things where um, a, a lot of a lot of some of that action has been muted a little bit um, uh, from the Philly Fusion in the past. Uh, and so actually right now I have uh, even on the Overwatch League website itself, I have uh, actually Philly in five maps uh, taking this match over the Shanghai Dragons. Uh, and so I, I anticipate that would that would still be an upset. I would still call that an upset. Um, and that would certainly be an interesting watch or interesting match to watch, but um, that's at least where I'm sitting right now, uh, and I guess uh, maybe I'm, you know, I can take the risk because I'm up a little bit in the points. I don't know, but uh, that's where I've got it right now. Yeah, I might as well take the risk, Joe. Uh, I'll go the opposite. I'll play it safe, and I'll go the Shanghai Dragons because uh, I need to come back. But also, you know, I I think both these teams have looked shaky, and that's enough for me to say, okay, maybe Shanghai just won't be able to pull this one out. I think the Guangzhou Charge have looked good recently. Um, despite a loss to the Hunters. I think Seoul was, is looking great in this meta so far, so I think Shanghai will be able to bounce back a little bit this week, especially against the Philly Fusion team that I think struggle to win in these big games, so I think Shanghai is, a, is the pick for me. Um, let's move on to Chengdu Hunters versus the LA Valiant. The LA Valiant got a nice win against Philly. They got destroyed by Seoul, so I think I think we don't know much about them in this meta right now. I think this definitely could go either way. Who you got, Joe? Uh, yeah, this one I'm leaning uh, into the Chengdu Hunters. Uh, I think they've got a, a really, uh, really a pretty high ceiling um, uh, in this meta after this first week we saw um, uh, taking out a, a good, like you're talking about, a good uh, Guangzhou team and, and over Hangzhou as well. Uh, I, I don't anticipate they're going to go two and zero. I think uh, Seoul will still take that win. Uh, in their matchup on on day one, but uh, I, I think uh, Chengdu ought to be able to get the win over the Valiant. Yeah, I'm with you. I got Chengdu. I, I don't trust Valiant, and I think I think I think Hunters are good in this meta. They've let me down before, but I think they should win this. All right, let's move on to Atlanta versus Washington. Washington obviously got a very big win against the San Francisco Shock last week. Um, they did not beat the fuel. They couldn't beat the fuel. But a very tough schedule, and now they will continue their tough schedule. They'll have a nice little easy game against New York. But then they'll go up against the Atlanta Reign, uh, who are looking like one of the best teams in this meta. This is a sneaky game, though, because I think Atlanta's going to be very focused on the shot game that they have the day before, not as much as the Justice game here. You think Justice will be able to pull off this upset as well, Joe? I think it's, it's certainly possible. Um, uh, yeah, definitely. There's we haven't seen the last of the Atlanta Rain, um, but but I do think you're right. This this is um, definitely going to be their you know second priority match uh, as far as what they're thinking about. Um, uh, and and by that logic, this may well be uh, Washington's first priority matches. They play um, uh, New York the day before, um, which is, has the potential to be close. You know, we've seen. Um, uh, both those teams play play at levels that are very comparable, but um, <laughs> as with lots of these games, it depends sometimes on um, you know what level of team shows up. Um, uh, but that being said, I have this one picked for for Washington right now. Um, uh, we'll see how things evolve after uh, their performances on on Saturday. But um, uh, but I've got a pick for Washington right now. Actually, Dang. again, technically an upset, I think um, in in most people's eyes. But uh, to take the win here, going risky. It could happen. I'm going to go Atlanta then. I'll take every opportunity I can to take the favorite 
um, and the opposite of what you're picking. Uh, so I'll take Atlanta. Uh, Toronto versus Vancouver is our last game we're picking here on the show. Uh, Battle for Canada happening once again. Uh, yeah, Vancouver did not look good at all last week. Uh, they struggled and got absolutely stomped in their last game. Um, my God, that was embarrassing. Whereas Toronto also looked a little all over the place. So both these teams looking a little shaky to start it off. But Toronto had a had a uh, decently tough schedule, I guess, um, going 0-2. Uh, but they lost to the Rain, which is a game they probably should lose. And then they lost to the Excelsior, which is a game they definitely shouldn't have lost. Uh, but th- this one should be interesting. 2-0-2 teams. Who do you think wins it, Joe? Uh, yeah, and... Uh, you know, two teams and all the the last battle for Canada probably of the regular season, yeah. I assume. Um, and and you know, I have to see how how these um, uh, rest of the postseason looks. But um, uh, for this last one, I am uh, picking Toronto. I think um, uh, it's definitely a, a different uh, environment for the Toronto Defiant for the ter- <laughs> for Toronto Defiant. Uh, different environment for that team. Um, uh, than the one in which they were just absolutely flourishing and going crazy last last month, last meta. But um, uh, but I think they, they've got the advantage here. Um, uh, Vancouver plays, uh, just for perspective, uh, Dallas and Toronto plays Shock uh, earlier in the week. Nice. Uh, I'll go Toronto too. I think, uh, yeah, I don't like Vancouver in this meta so far. They look not good. Uh, Toronto at least was competitive in their losses, but yeah, Vancouver... They took a map off London, but didn't look competitive at all. They're eliminated as well. Like it's hard to bet on them right now. I guess they're they got nothing to lose, but they have nothing to gain either. So yeah, I'll go Toronto. And that's it. We've had so much to talk about. We've had longer episodes recently, Joe. Overwatch feels alive again. Um, I watched the launch trailer and I felt something. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, we're six days away. Six days. Um, Anything else to say before we sign off? Um, yeah, I don't think so. Maybe by the next time we talk to you, uh, we will have have played Overwatch too. Yeah, I I believe that will be the case. Um, craziness, crazy. Thank you guys all for listening. If you want to follow us on Twitter, my Twitter is at jwgeorgeiv. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. Inc. And our show's Twitter is at On The Flank Show. You're listening to this in one way. If you want to listen to it in a different way, go to on-the-flank.podcast.co. We're on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. Thank you all for listening. And enjoy the second week of the Countdown Cup and your last week, last weekend, I should say, without Overwatch 2.